Right, I've pressed the record button now, so we're supposed to be better record a podcast. I'm Reece Smith, and you're listening to the Reversing Podcast. Now, Mr. Allen, okay. I've, I've told you not to play with the buttons Sorry. before. Um, look, we're just about at the end of our session. They're shiny. Uh, yeah, they are. At the same time, next week, although I really think you should do a bit more self-reflection before we speak again. It's good to get some things off your chest, though. This week on the Reverse Stick, it's a big weekend for hockey with the FIH Congress getting underway. So it's a perfect time for a breakaway. Boom! Yes, this is the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, here with you once again alongside magnificent... Matt Allen. John, it's like uh, the night before Easter Sunday. It's like Christmas Eve. It's like the night before your wedding day. It's the eve of the FIH Congress number 47, live from your your living room. Well, live into your living into room. Into your living room. But yeah. From living rooms all around the world, I should think. Yeah. The camera's in Lausanne. Are you really excited? Oh, am I ever? Did, did, Tomorrow, you don't feel a deep tomorrow, sense of foreboding. Tomorrow, we discover who's going to be guiding our game for the next four years. Or is it three years? For the two l- years, is it? Yeah, two, no, it's four years. Oh, no, four, four years, years. Two years. Every yeah, Congress. You think we years. know these things, wouldn't yeah. you? Oh, how exciting! And what's more, as we're sitting here recording on a Friday evening, not too late just yet. And actually, it's pretty bloody late already, isn't it? Um, we're getting results of award winners coming we through, are. so we'll be sharing that as the show goes on. Well, they've very... all been announced, so we can all right, just do we'll it. Just do it all at once. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, with lots of other things that we'll just do uh, all at once. Uh, good to be here, John. Yeah. We haven't spoken in the week, rarely. We've been busy, boys. Yeah. How is your... Couple of text messages. How's your hockey, hockey week been? How did you uh, go win. in your game last weekend? Win. Back, uh, I was... Uh... Transformed back to my youth. I spent the game at fullback. Right, okay. Um, was this is this is after you whinging about play? Oh, was that? I was Did you do that on the podcast about being played at centre half or? No, no, I wasn't whinging about play. I was saying I wanted to play at centre half. Uh, I was whinging about. Where, where didn't you want? Where didn't didn't you want to play? Oh, probably fullback. Oh, so you, oh, so right, okay. No, 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 sure. I, no, didn't, no, no I didn't, didn't want to play. You didn't, play, you didn't want to play at a half. Yeah. Anyway, so how did, well, how did fullback go? Oh, Lenny goals? It, no, of course not. Mate, I, <laughs> I, I saved a goal with my shin pad. Yes. Yeah, brilliantly done. Stroke? No. As I said, brilliantly done. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the opposition said nothing at all. No one said anything. No one on my team said anything. No one said anything. All. Up I went, short corner, everybody just went about their business. Be those bamboo shin pads that you're wearing. Yeah, well, then. <laughs> just gave off the, the right resonation on. Yeah. yeah. And after the game, we're having a chat to a, uh, a few other boys from the other team as well. We're all sitting here and and I was, they were going, oh, we got that first goal and blah, blah. And they did. They got one. Carlo got a goal. Right, <laughs> right okay. You, so, all right, so you were playing that, that mob. Yeah. Down there? Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, um, about two minutes. This, he got a goal in the first couple of minutes and about a minute later they're attacking again and this incident occurred and 
short corner and everybody went about their business and then we won 3-1. Sort of from, almost from that moment. Just like we that. dominated like that. the rest of the game. But, um, no one said anything. So I was standing around after the game and they said, oh, you know, we just couldn't get that second goal. I said, oh, you should have had a stroke. And all, just about <laughs> to a man, they all went, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Everybody said, yeah, I know. Well, why didn't anybody go, that should be a stroke on board? Because it's not cricket and we don't have to appeal to get a decision. Well, when we, you... we, we trusted the, we <laughs> trust the decision of the umpires. I, I had my leg up against the post, like literally touching the post. And you've seen my shin pads. They're a little bit wide, but you know, so does... Well, mate, anything looks wide on those <laughs> bloody legs. <laughs> And, and it's hit me fair dink of smack bang in the middle of the shin pad, you know, like a, a couple of, three inches up off the ground. It's if you can envisage, smack bang in the middle if of If you it. can envisage a twig from a tree <laughs> with a piece of A4 paper upright in front of it. <laughs> that's about the look. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, got away with one. But it wouldn't have mattered anyway, would it? You'd have, yeah, had, you'd have had a 3-2 right. win. Yeah, that's right. Instead. Because that's how hockey works. It was fun. Well, what, hang on. Well, right. I, don't press the button yet. What about you, Matt? How was your hockey week? Did you, did you yeah, actually I played, play Yeah, I played on oh, Sunday. And we I'm lost. not used thanks, to asking yeah, thanks, you. Thanks for asking. Um, we we conceded an early goal. We lost yeah. 1-0. We conceded did that have anything to do with headbutts or something? No, it was that... a little short fella. Like, just attacked with his head. He's like, what was the character from um, oh, He-Man? Um, the one that would charge with his with his head. Didn't he have a horn? Ba- batter- like a no, he was like a battering ram. I don't know. Anyway, it was one of those situations. Um, and I d- he was only a little fellow. He must have had a really long body, the way that he bent it over, because it went sort of the head went further towards me than the end of his stick did. Uh, anyway, didn't get a tackle in short corner given. Bit of a soft goal let in. Um, All your fault. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, probably was on, on reflection. Thanks for that. Uh, but it was a, a much improved team performance. It was really, really, yeah, really, really good performance. Oh, yeah. My, my teammate was running. Is that what you told well, him after the game? No, after, after the goal was scored, my teammate who, uh, we did name him. That was in, just in the Patreon we named him or do we name him anyway? Um, he, uh, we were running away and he's got, oh, that's a shit umpire indecision and it's shit umpire indecisions like that that lose, oh, lose, lose, oh, <laughs> that lose games. And I put my hand on his back and said, mate, we're all over him in this game. Don't you worry. This is our first win of the season. Here it comes, my friend. Don't you worry. We've just got to keep doing what we're doing. Nope, we're going to lose this one and that'll be the decisive moment. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, mate. Yeah, we'll keep. Anyway, we did lose one there. He, he was right. Um, yeah, they, are you going to ask him how games are going to go in the future? Uh, no, he's the same. Like I told you about the first game I played on grass with him. He was massaging his feet as he was putting his shoes on. And I said, oh, you're right. The mate said, no, my feet are really sore. I've got a problem with my feet. And we're going to lose today. News. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the but right I one? love I love playing with him. He's an angry little bugger, and I just and he's wire and he gets stuck in, and it's it's a genuine release of the week's tension for him playing the game. You know, uh, so I, he gets a bit of white line fever sometimes, and he needs to be sort of pulled in a little bit. But I love having that ammunition on 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 my side in in a game. Oh, you know, I coached him as a, when he was in under thirteen. Yeah. I dragged him one day for whacking Blake behind the plate. <laughs> you dragged him straight, mate. You do not do that on a hockey field. We had some incidents. At least, if you're going to do it, make sure he's got the ball. We had some <laughs> and club. Stop trailing five yards off it. We had some club incidents with that 
this this week just gone by with one of the lads getting a, a stick in the face off the ball um, oh, against really? the side and other things that were spotted by the umpires that were atrocious. In your so, game? Not in my game, in one of our club. Oh. Like, you know, two, four, fours, fives. Okay. Some sort of grade on. on well, let's on forget turf. about that. Because we got. Not, not great. Not great at all. Good I've things got, to talk about hockey. Yeah. Results. It's news. Oh, you news. Have news. Yeah, yeah, Well, we've got our Dutch champions, haven't we? Hey. Um, which has uh, come to the fore since we were last on air. Um, uh, Blumendahl do it again in the men's competition. Sensational year for them. That's their 21st. Dutch men's championship. Again, it was a 2-2 draw in the second game against Kampong and a shootout win also gives them the title there in the women's competition. Den Bosch land their 20th title. Frederica Matler's second penalty corner gave them a 1-0 victory for a second time over Amsterdam. Uh, the bandy lot, they did a bit of hockey there as well. Uh, of course, news that Ava de Heerd is leaving Amsterdam after 10 years to go and play for HGC next season. So mm. There's all sorts of transfer stuff going on at the yeah. moment, isn't there? Um, not least amongst the players, but uh, mm. amongst coaches as well, with Max Cowders leaving the Netherlands and stepping into the Spanish role recently, very recently vacated by, by Fred Soyez, is on his way to France. How do you... He's coaching Spain in France. No, he's oh, Soyez. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, taking yeah. the, the, yeah, the yeah. French, which is, you know... Um, a great development opportunity with French hockey than the money that must be available there at the moment leading well, into the Paris games. Yeah, how, how do you feel about all this happening before Olympics? Do you think it matters at all? That a coach would announce that they're going... Or, uh, but it won't, yeah. it, won't, it won't matter for the Dutch, will it? Because we've been witnessing the death of Dutch men's hockey for quite oh, some is, time. Is, so is this probably, actually a symptom of it? Yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably... Uh, the day before they're due to fly, I go, yeah, nah, it's all right. I'm going to have a couple of months off and I'll take up the new role. But good luck anyway. <laughs> Just to avoid having his name on any of the programmes. Uh... No, but, it, but it is interesting to note that this is all happening before a big major tournament. I mean, it would have happened last year. A lot, so. of, a lot of coaches, a lot of nations making big decisions at the moment and people up, up in roots and, and heading off to past as new. But, it, I think people are, are seizing the day and seizing the opportunities and thinking, right, well, isn't it, we can go and do this now. Let's just go and do it. Well, and didn't we hear that um, Caldas was in line for the U.S. women's job last year and then COVID hit and that sort of put the kibosh on that? Was it the U.S. women's job? Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, it might have been the men. No, I can't remember. But it was a job at the U.S. And, they, yeah. you know, according to the rumour, he was in for the job. but. Yeah. And it didn't happen because of COVID. And so I'm sure that that's affected a lot of what's going on in, in the timeframes that it has. And suddenly there's a little bit of certainty back in places. So you can start making decisions. I'm just, just throwing it up whether it has an impact on the Dutch squad at all or the way that things get going about and that team, the players start thinking, oh, he's not going to be here after the Olympics or it might, might, it might have absolutely no effect whatsoever at all. And it probably won't, but mm. you never know. Did also say, 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 um, about Sow the, the seed, Matt. Sow the seed. About the Olympics. Players could be upset. Max might not care too much. <laughs> oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to Spain anyway. <laughs> uh, Matty Swan announced his international retirement. He straight, did. Straight onto the FIH athlete uh, panel um, within 24 hours. I mean, it's a hell, of, it? hell of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, just didn't so, know about that. Yeah, within 24 hours. Uh, but yeah, choo- choosing not to uh, stay around. I think it's for uh, involving birth of a... Um, his first oh. child, but there's a, this, at this time, we also know there's different pressures on oh, selections look, yeah. and, and, and all sorts. Um, um, 
I, I was told that there was pressure mainly because of the time frames involved with having to compete and go away, and he's got a pretty good job. And his employer loves him lots. Right. So uh, that, that that's a part of it. It's not the yeah, whole yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. you say, does he really want to go? Would you really want to go back to Japan? Okay, it's one thing to miss the birth of your child, but you really want to go to Japan at the moment and be around a newborn child? <laughs> Just posing the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, other results. Pro League is uh, still kind of, you know, limping along there. Uh, two games since we last recorded in the women's comp, um, a 6-1 win most recently and a 3-0 win prior for Belgium over the United States. Uh, a bit of a blend of experience and youth in the Belgian side and some wholesale changes in the US side as well. And look as though, it looks as though it's, uh, uh, building from a, from a new platform there in the men's competition. Oh, what have we got coming up? The US, well, the US are playing GB at Lee Valley over the next couple of days. As are Spain. And, uh, playing GB men. In the men's competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's coming up. You know, if you're in a non-geo block country, get it on the watch.hockey app. Well, you can also on the watch.hockey app see the Congress session, Matt. The what session, John? The Congress session. Let's keep that for a little bit later because I think we have some more news. But yes, you can witness this historic Congress session via the Watch Hockey app. <laughs> Watch.hockey watch app. Have you got it on your phone, John? Uh, no, I got it on my computer, though. Yes. I got it on a couple of weeks ago when I was listening to the radio, remember? Yeah, no, 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 I remember. Yeah. Um, if we can just take a little um, word from our sponsor here, John. What? I'm not going to plug it into what? the main desk, but... Uh, just, what uh, sponsor? We've, we've got a sponsor for tonight's show. Oh, dear. Why are you doing this? Thank you. Stay safe. God bless. Because there was a link. Excuse me. There was a, there was a link um, on his Facebook um, page. Are we sponsoring him or is he sponsoring us? No, he's sponsoring us. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I was just looking at his Facebook page, and, and what was great, I scrolled as far down as the 3rd of May, when, of course, 3rd of May was World Press Freedom Day. <laughs> Best wishes, Dr. Narendra Dhruv Batra. Um, it then takes us into a series of um, his his 11 players uh, for uh, the manifesto for uh, keeping hold of his position as head of the FIH. And we've got it in Spanish, in Russian, Um Probably in French, I think, you know. English. Uh, sorry, in English as well. Um, yeah, and then a series of, of different videos. Um, numbers 1 through to 11. Not, not so Spanish. Posted over the next five. Spanish, what? German, French, or... Oh, Spanish, oh no, no German, I don't German? think. No, Dutch? No, because all the, all the German hockey players speak English anyway. Oh, okay. Do they? Yeah, well, you know, it comes with the privileged education, doesn't it? Um... And then we get, John, John, as I scroll up there, mid-videos, our announcement from the FIH, our announcement, the announcement from the FIH, FIH partners with GTG to launch its first ever hockey manager game. Oh, yeah. So this is outside of Dream 11, because that's not a hockey manager game, and it's not directly sort of linked to the FIH, but it is a sponsor of the FIH. GTG stands for Gold Town Games, John. Hot news out of uh, Lausanne, Switzerland, just yesterday. Always wanted to be a manager. 
Always wanted to be managing a hockey team, but you haven't quite reached that step yet. Come to our club for a start. <laughs> like you can manage any of the 25 teams that don't have a manager. No worries. Here's a great place to start. A hockey manager game. Imagine the thought, John. <sighs> for the first time in its history, the International Hockey Federation is engaged on a five-year partnership with a gaming company, Goldtown Games, which will develop a hockey manager game available on mobile, planned to be released globally before the end of 2021 on Google Play and the App Store. The game will be free to download. So you've had a meeting, and these people have said, yeah, no, we can do it by the end of the year. Fine. <laughs> GTG is a Swedish publicly listed mobile game developer and publisher that makes competitive, intuitive, and social sport manager applications. The company currently has three sport manager games in ice hockey, in football, and by autumn 2021, in American football. So you have two then. You don't have three. Currently has three. No, you have two. And you've got one in development, and now you're looking at developing another one. It's an honour for us at Goldtown Games to be able to produce the world's first mobile hockey manager game. It will be a challenge, but also lots of fun, and hopefully we can please the fans. There's a lot of hope here, John. The game of hockey has old, strong roots, and it's going to be exciting to develop and publish a game to its broad and growing global fan base, said Goldtown Games CEO Per Holtgren. It's a lot of hope I'm hearing, John. A lot of plans, not seeing anything con- concrete. If you're going to make a hockey game, why don't you go to somebody who's already producing really good manager games that are out there and see if you can, uh, you know, sort of twist it towards your well, way? It's, it's, what, it, what interests me in some ways is what sort of business model this partnership is working on. If you look at what the NFL does, it's licensed. So then, then they're not spending a great deal of their own money getting anything up and happening. Mind you, they already have a great reservoir of statistics that they can fall back on. They already have all that infrastructure set up. So maybe that's what the FIH is going to have to do in the future if you're going to make your game entertaining enough, considering what the market is. Commenting on the announcement, FIH CEO Thierry Veal, Wild, Wheel, Wheel, said, as an international federation, entering the gaming world is a must nowadays. Frankly, we're glad to be partnering with GTG to help us doing this with a high-quality product. The Hockey Manager game will add significant promotion to our sport by bringing it to the attention of the huge gaming community around the world. From there, I do believe that a number of gamers will become hockey fans as well. And possibly, and possibly, John, even hockey athletes. That would be a really great outcome, wouldn't it, just here, you absolute dreamer? <laughs> Furthermore, with this new initiative, we're also providing hockey lovers with a game they've been waiting for since a long time. No, Thierry, it's only the hockey lovers that have been waiting for the game for a long time. No one you else would, has. Nobody else will give us stuff about playing a hockey, a field hockey manager game if they're not already loving field hockey. You melon. And... Yeah, if you Excuse if you me. are trying to conv- convert the people down, who already do play games and play games specifically like that, you've, well, got, you've to, got to make it the best in the world. You've well, got to make well, it's it got to be something a, better than anything else that's out there already. As, as if you're going from the position hockey as as a known sport, I mean, it's got to be FIFA or or nothing less at least. And I don't know that they have the. The, the statistical base or the, at, or, the million, or the millions of dollars to pay the developers to do it properly <sighs> whilst the mobile manager game is currently being developed here 
you know, there's, so I don't know, no, no, but I don't know if, you know, it's currently being developed. I don't know if you remember anything about the 11 hockey players, um, from Mr. Dr. Batra, um, yeah. and e-gaming is, is on there and it's oh, also yeah. something that's being discussed in Congress tomorrow as, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, here are some of the great functionality, uh, functionalities which will be on offer. So there's a promise, John, but we've had promises before, haven't we? Makuja. <laughs> Create your own hockey club and draft a team of players. Build and develop up your hockey stadium, academy and training facilities. Set your team tactics. Win games against live opponents. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because, like, I mean, I've played against a few that are half dead, but certainly, like, the goalkeeper at the weekend, he's one. Advance to the top in the global hockey league and compete for tournament prices. 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 Oh. So there's going to be prizes. No, no, there's going to be prices. Oh, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. <laughs> what it says? Compete for tournament prices. Join a social league with your friends to challenge others. Or yeah, okay, we'll challenge your friends. Because anyway. Oh, so, so, right, no, so there must be pro- professional leagues as well. So you can join a social league, but you can oh, join... Oh, a... okay. So there's professional... Oh, yeah, well, I mean, a lot of those soccer manager games require you to spend money. Oh, some of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you pay... And sometimes it's not very much at all, and you get four teams off the... Whatever it is, five bucks a month you pay, or... Yeah, something like that. There's lots of so ways. There's, yeah, lots of ways you know, things are monetized differently. But this is coming for free, so... Either we're the product, or there's advertising through the app. No, I think what you might find FIH is... aren't going to be paying a red cent for it, are they? That's reality. What do you mean? They're not going to be paying this company to, de- to, to develop this. That's what worries me. No, nah, I don't think. No, they're not going to. It's, it's, we are the people who use it are going to be the product. There's absolutely no way that there's going to be any interest in this game from anybody unless they're interested in hockey. Um, from a, com- from, a, from, 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 from a company that's obviously one that's trying to build into new markets. They've got this, you know, kind of product that they've got there that they're going to the soft targets that don't have anything in their sport at the moment. Okay. They've developed two things so far. They've got a third one on the way, and now they're looking at, at FIH. This is not a long-time established company we're talking about, is it? Well, they might be because it takes a long time to develop games and stuff. It does take you a bit, fair bit of time to do all that. I, I, I don't give a stuff a lot. I, look, I, I, could, I, could, I could do the research. Uh, look them up. Three years, four years, absolute maximum. I reckon they've probably only been in business for 12 months. Okay. We'll look them up. We'll look them up. Yeah. Should we do it now? Well, right now we won't do it now. I'll write it down. Gold Town Games. We'll find out more about it. You, look, you can download look, one of their games and there, try it out. Uh, but don't you think it's strange that this, this, this gaming thing is something which is part of... Um, Dr. Bat- Mr. Dr. I Batter's reckon they 11. woke up sometime last week and went, "Yeah, God, look at these eleven players. What? What? But why is this? What bit- can we actually stand up on here? Ask yourself. Quick, let's release this. Then we can say we've got e-gaming. Ask yourself the question: Why? Why does it have to be released two days before Congress? Why is it released two days before Congress? That's like, oh, some good news for people that are going to be chatting online about our sport. So there are some chats happening today right now as we speak, isn't there? It's not main Congress, but there's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll no, we've up. got... It's the Hockey Invites conferences on. That's at right. At the moment. Um, I didn't get an invite. Did you? You had to invite yourself, I think. Oh, 
They had, they put something. No, no, out no, ages no, ago, no, no, not for this one. No, that's the. There's a press conference tomorrow after the end of Congress, and you oh. ha- and as a media rep, you had to get in your um, uh, interest to be involved in the Zoom call with the new president and Thierry. 17th of May was the, oh, de- was well, the deadline for I'll that. I'll tell you what, that'll I, be a packed think, out news conference. All those think, people that were going to play hockey on the new Hockey and Manager app, <laughs> all those news organisations will be right onto it. I've got it up here. This, this is the announcement from 10 days ago. Yeah, oh, nine days ago. FIH Congress, 10 days to go. Uh, 10 days ahead of the FIH Congress, 47th, which, uh, which will be held virtually on the 22nd of May. Here's a summary of the most important information to know. The agenda includes, amongst others... Obviously, the elections for the for the position of FIH president and for four positions of executive board ordinary members. There was, of course, an executive board meeting two days ago or yesterday, oh, the final one before the um, uh, the hockey world votes. A vote on the admission of the following nations as new FIH members: Gambia, Saudi Arabia, and Timor Leste, all approved as provisional members by the. Executive Board on the 22nd of October last year. A vote on the admission as FIH member of a new national association in Indonesia, so they have to expel the old one and allow a new one in there. A decision to approve the use of gender-neutral terms in the FIH statutes. Hurrah! That's a good thing, John. We've been banging that drum, that, that drum long enough. His, 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 everywhere throughout it. Fantastic. Sort that out. That, you know, that's good. Why do you have to vote on it? Just flip it there. No, because it changes the constitution. I get it. A decision to extend FIH's purpose and powers within its statutes to any virtual or e-gaming activities and competitions for the future. What? Read that again. A decision to extend FIH's purpose and powers within its statutes to any virtual or e-gaming activities and competitions for the future. Yeah. Well, that's good of them, but be aware, if if this sort of hockey manager game takes off and there's real money to be made, anybody can just make up a hockey manager game, and if it's better than yours, that's what people will play. And that's right. I mean, it's just like uh, making up your own club association, you know, or your your own international association. Well, or, uh, we'll get to that very shortly, man. Uh, elections will be conducted via e-voting. We've talked about that before. UK company Lumi. Um... And, of course, cheese rights, Scrivener notaries overseeing, oh, yes. um, who will chair and oversee the election process. Uh, that notary, has, his powers are delegated. His powers? Should we say his powers or their powers? Their powers. Uh, are delegated by the election oversight panel. Regarding the election for the position of EB ordinary member, uh, Adiga Bede Agbo from Nigeria has informed the FIH elections oversight panel that he has withdrawn his candidacy. Oh, there we go. Interesting. Whole Congress will be live on Watch.Hockey. It will start at 11am Central European Standard Time on the 22nd of May and is tentatively planned to finish at 3.30pm. I think I'm, pl- I'm playing at 4 tomorrow. That starts at 5 our time. I think we're 6 hours difference on Central European I'll, time. I will try and record uh, the audio at least so we get the good bits. And... Um uh, Post-Congress press conference, the elected FIH president and the FIH CEO will hold a press conference which will start 45 minutes after the end of the Congress. Note, since the time of the end of the Congress is flexible, the press conference will be held online on Zoom. This is what I said before, media reps wishing to attend uh, required to register by the 17th of May. 45 minutes doesn't give the... uh, 
doesn't give the new president, if there is one, very long, does it? <laughs> well, depends how long the questions are. <laughs> hmm. oh, oh, I so there, well, there, there we go. So yeah, Congress, watch it on watch.hockey if you may have listened to this before it's already happened. If it's already happened... Some people claim the election's already happened. Mm. Um, oh, we've got to do a sting first because we've got a little something extra that's dropped in at the last minute. As you mentioned, it seems a bit odd that the, uh, that this hockey manager app gets announced two days before Congress. I think Scored have got a new hockey manager app out as well. That's, that's yeah. a great idea too. Isn't it odd? Yeah. It, and yeah. what else? What's come out? Well, Here's a lovely little hand grenade to drop in on the eve of the Congress, Matt. Oh, you are listening to today, listening? Oh, the mo- uh, yeah, Global one, Hockey Podcast. The Mobile Global <laughs> Hockey Podcast. Got a, uh, an invitation to a press conference today. Oh, I did as well, but I haven't had a chance you to read, read it. it so I've been, I've I'm going to read it to you. you. You know nothing about this. The invitation to the press conference about the launch of Hachol. E, the E-H-C-O. Hachol. Hachol. It's not echo. It's not echo. Hecho. It's E-H-C-O. Hecho. We'll call it the E-H-C-O for is now. It, is it based in Spain? Oh, uh, Spain has something to do with it. Oh. It's so funny you should say that. Hecho. Um, it's from Ernst. Ernst sent us this email. Uh, the man behind studiohockey.com. Yep. And fellow does, podcaster. They're, they're former, we, guest, former friend of the show. Um, and this isn't oh Ernst does put a disclaimer at the end of it but I'll read that disclaimer when we get to it Um, there's going to be uh, well there has been a press release by the EHCO and the invitation to attend a press conference to mark the launch of the European Hockey Club's organisation Hackle Hackle are they flying us over John? (laughs) no No. Uh, please Feel free to pass on this information to those who could be interested to join us in for this press conference. So that's what we're doing, because I'm sure many of our listeners would be interested to join that press conference. And here is the release. No, I think that's written to us, though, that bit there, and then the release is the release. Like, we can't then invite other people. Feel, I don't think we have the power. feel free to pass on this information to those who could be interested to join in ah. for this press conference. Okay, no, no, well, that sounds, yeah, that sounds yeah. okay. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, but who was that email? Dear all. Mm. Okay. Top European hockey clubs from the Netherlands, Germany, Belgium, Spain and Austria found the European Hockey Clubs Organisation. Sorry, which countries again? Let me just write that down. Yep. Yeah. Netherlands, yeah. Germany, yeah. Belgium, yeah. Spain, and Austria. Yeah. Um, the purpose is... Uh, okay. European hockey clubs have formalised a, an histo- a historic international alliance. Do you, is it A or an? What would, what would you go? Uh, an reads an, easier. An, an historic. An the European historic. Association of Hockey Clubs, EHCO, to jointly represent their interests before the FIH International Federation and the EHF European Federation. 
This new association becomes, in this way, the communication vehicle of the top league hockey clubs from Austria, Belgium, Germany, Netherlands and Spain. Much better. Such a, order that time. such a platform directly influences world hockey as these clubs generate the players at their hockey schools, some of which will represent their countries in major competitions, such as the Olympic Games, World Championships and European Cups. Furthermore, European clubs are the ones that, through their competitions, schools and social mass, endow hockey with an envied past history, a solid present and a good position to face future challenges. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like that last sentence much, but anyway. Due to the increasing number of national team matches culminated by the FIH Pro League founded two years ago, National competitions have suffered in quantity and quality. The increasing number of international matches and the necessary preparation time for national teams have affected European clubs very negatively. In the case of Spain, for example, it has meant the reduction of the National League to just over four months with the need to incorporate many double days in the national competition, thus reducing the calendar, or that the players who participate in the national team have weeks that they cannot train with their teammates, or they even get injured not being able to play with their clubs. In Germany, a new example, the majority of German clubs have started to limit the presence of their players in the national team and have reached an agreement for the German club association to organise and manage the Bundesliga. Excessive, inefficient international competition devalues the European leagues and causes a negative effect at all levels and in all clubs, fans, sports structures, sponsors. The EHCO invites all interested media representatives on Thursday, May 27 at 1800 hours CS. CEST time, Central European Standard. So it's 6 p.m. Central Eastern European Standard time. Not, not, Eastern, not Eastern Europe. Central Eastern, Central, <laughs> Central <laughs> European, European Standard time. Sorry. <laughs> 6 p.m. in bloody Europe uh, for this virtual press conference. Uh, now you can register for this online press conference at www.meet. <laughs> <laughs> airmeat.com. I reckon M- that's M E E T. Yeah, not uh, not airmeat like flying chickens. No, no. airmeat.com. It's got a whole lot of numbers and some little code thing there. I won't read that out. If you go to airmeat.com, there is every chance no, that you'll not, find no, a there's link. Nothing, there? No, there isn't. No, you need to go to perhaps go to studiohockey.com or at Studio Hockey on Twitter, perhaps through Ernst, who's helping out by facilitating this, this press, press or conference. You can, or you can send us an email. Yeah, you can do that. You can email Matt at net or John at, at net, And we'll be able to send you the link. Yeah. You know, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. I do. All at the reverse stick. But there's more information, no, but the listen, Matt. The listener may not. Oh. Now they do. More information. The EHCO began its journey as yeah, at the initiative God. of the Spaniard, Leandro Martinez Zurita. The representative of the Spanish Association of Clubs in the EHCO has managed to unite the representatives of the leagues of Germany, Holland, Belgium and Austria and Spain. In the case of the Netherlands, the representat- representation is made by Madeleine Buse from Hockey Hoof Class. The Belgian clubs by Fabrice Rogg, the top German league, and the Austrian clubs by Christoph Schammer. And the German clubs are represented by Dirk Wellen. 
Sorry, what was the um, profession of the guy that's put it together? Uh, it doesn't say, doesn't it? Oh, he's he's the representative of the Spanish Association yeah. clubs. That's all for this. It doesn't tell you what his job was. Oh, I thought I looked at. I thought he was a uh, lawyer. I thought I'd the thought. main objectives of the EHCO agreed after six months of operation and reflected in the foundation manifesto. Oh, I love a manifesto. I want to read it. Ah, the coordination and compatibility of national competitions with international events, protection and empowerment of the Euro Hockey League, and protection of the 11-on-11 game format. To guarantee quality and homogenous national competitions within Europe, the EHCO proposes to agree on specific slots in which the European leagues can have a clear slot from September 1st to mid-December, and then from 1st of March to the beginning of June. So, ah. Sorry, so the Germ- Germany aren't sending a, f- a five team to Lausanne. I'm now. not sure. No, no. So that's national sides, yeah. not clubs. This is about clubs, John. It is. Please also note, Studio Hockey, nor me personally, that's Ernst Bart, are officially involved in the EHCO. I'm facilitating the press conference. That is the extent of my involvement. There we go. But um, yeah, go. It, you know, it, you know it, what, what it doesn't get mentioned in the. Um, in the manifesto points, but is mentioned in the headline, is uh, they want to secure uh, the top European hockey clubs from Netherlands, Germany, Belgium, Spain and Austria found the European Hockey Club's organisation to secure European League calendars and Hockey 11 in front of FIH Pro League and Hockey 5. Mm. So that's specifically in the headline. So they're championing the cause of the 11-a-side game. They're trying to promote their own national clubs and games and take a chunk out of the FIH, I think. Yeah, well, it's, it, look, it's, it's bit, it's been crying out for it on, on one side. You can, you can take, certainly take that viewpoint and uh, some consolidation amongst national, um, club sides within nations, I think is a good thing. But we've also, we were, uh, took the piss a little bit the other week about the, the Hockey Super League started in reflection to what tried to happen with the breakaway for the, the top soccer teams in, in yeah. Europe. Um, it's, um, it smells a little bit of that as well, but look, in, in essence, I think oh, it's, look. it's, 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 it's really interesting and I think it's, um, it's something to watch. Um, I mean, on, furthermore, but, European clubs are the ones that through their competition schools and social mass yeah, endow hockey with an envied past history of solid president. Yeah, there's a bit of well, a, there's well, a bit of there's a fair bit of arrogance with with, that's with you know, tremendously <laughs> arrogant. But they have good points. Lots of good points. Um, you know, uh, and I think a lot of what they're saying here is relative to the entire hockey globe, not just to Europe. Um, it's an interesting development as far as uh, our country goes because, you know, if this... Do you, find, do you find it interesting that it's limited to just those five countries? Do you think it's something uh, that, will, that will build and others will be on board with? Or are, are the, the particular countries that are involved here looking at some of those other countries and going, yeah, you know, you're not really up to scratch with how, how you do things and so... You know, no, no thanks. Well, Could who, we see who GB domin- in there? Who, Could dominates, we see who dominates European competition? Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, and, the... and Spain. Who? Spain. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. they're continually getting teams yeah, 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 yeah. in the top yeah. four, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, year on year. Um, so they're the top four countries in in and Germany. Well, 
Germany and Austria are a little bit tied together. But no mention, no, well, you'd have to, Australia you could mention on indoor hockey, but there's no mention of indoor hockey in, no, in there. Well, this is purely about the EHL as it stands as an 11-a-side format. Yeah. They're talking about field hockey. Yeah. Or 11 aside. I'm glad they use the terms 11 aside hockey, not field hockey. It's about 11 aside hockey. They want to keep the primacy of 11 aside hockey. And they're worried that. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're, once again, there, there comes in the snobbishness of it of, uh, well, it's not field hockey, it's hockey because we call it hockey. That's not an acceptance of field hockey being oh, used as, yeah, as, that, a, as, a, the, as a global look, term with that, it. That it's, can be some semantic point you make about it, but the, the, the point being it doesn't distract from the, the basic crux of what they're trying to do. And let's face it, all of those terms have been fairly fluid and flexible in our game over many years, and why shouldn't it continue to be so? Yeah. I don't think we've had a problem with no, in some no. parts of the world being called field hockey, so be it. Yeah. Um, it. It's better than hockey fives. I'd rather call it field hockey than hockey fives, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. Uh, it really interesting move, especially on the eve of the Congress. Especially uh do you think Mark Coudron would have known nothing about this? Oh, I think you very much in knowledge of it. Okay. How do you think an announcement like this makes the FIH feel? Here is the four most powerful countries in, in Europe saying, get rid of the pro league. Or, and essentially, we play too much international hockey which we've been harping on about for years, and many people have, that there oh, is... Look, and anything that comes out which is um, that we agree with, we, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to say, yeah, we've been saying that for years, haven't we? Yeah. Well, we have. That's what we but, do. And obviously these people probably thought it for years as well. That's why that's, they've done this, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. just sitting here talking on... <laughs> oh, oh, you mean they're actually doing something? They're doing, it, they're right, doing yeah. something. Um, Awful. I mean, it's interesting, too, that they would propose that the European League have a clear slot from... December, from September 1st to mid-December. And then they're going to have a break, and so it's not a clear slot because you're, you're breaking it up into two sections, three months, two months apart. Why don't they just go to summer, Matt? Why don't they just go and play in summer and get rid of this whole idea that you've got to stop playing hockey and go and play indoor, have your indoor season during the winter yep. and have a proper and what about stretch what about follow the sun? Because that would be a good idea for games. So you then you know you go to Argentina in the European winter. You're going to come to Australia in the European. Follow the sun. That's that'd be a great idea, wouldn't it? Oh no, yeah, shit, we didn't. know we didn't. We, we didn't. play in winter. We did that. What we need is a, uh, a a a global hockey calendar so that we can fit in all of the leagues properly with international stuff going on with. With the indoor stuff yeah. going on. And or, hopefully it perfectly suits us or that we don't have to change right. the way we do things whatsoever. Yeah, that'd be great. No, but what, imagine if it, what, well, if it turned out the other way, so be it. It'd be dumb. It wouldn't be the way to go. But at least we'd have a, a solid global calendar that we could work from. Yeah. Anyway. Have you got anything more to say on that? No. I think you've said it all. I'm, I'm feeling really bad about this Congress, though. So... <laughs> when it said, like, you know, Coudron's come out and done a couple of interviews with Ernst and with um, our friend Ash on the Not yeah. the Footy Show um, podcast as well. Ash did um, invite Dr. Batra on. Mr. Dr. Batra? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that's a problem. He, he called him Dr. Batra. Oh, you think he'd respond better to Mr. Dr. Batra? Yeah, I think There so. was an interesting post coming out from support with support from um, the Secretary General of the Indian Olympic Association, oh, yeah. uh, fully behind this great man, and they've just been at loggerheads ever since he's gone into the IOA. So there's some, some strange things well, sort of why, happening there at the moment. Why should hockey really care what 
some bloke from the Indian Olympic Association. But, oh, uh, that's right. It's an Olympic Association, yeah. isn't it? You're beholden under the Constitution to listen to people from an Olympic Association. And he's still, so. he's still an IOC member yeah. of, as, as well. Right. So he might have just been reminded of that. But my, my concern is if it, if it turns sour and Mr. Dr. Batra doesn't get in, he's in a, a position to hurt hockey. And he's shown that he's prepared to hurt hockey already. Um, Commonwealth Games is as an as an example there with it. Um, you know, hockey isn't his priority, regardless of what he says. Hockey isn't his priority. Don't be fooled that it is his, his priority. I uh, I I understand that there's strong um, Asian hockey sentiment, and particularly Indian hockey sentiment, because they're proud to have the first ever Indian in the yeah, role yeah. as the as FIH president. And he's coming in, he's steamrolled his way through and he's knocked the old association out of the way and he's done whatever he's needed to do to get to that position. Despite the fact, of course, he could have gone to cricket, John, but he chose not to. Oh, no. Because it's about Does hockey, 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 hockey. That's that's the truth about it. Um, Why would you want to run Indian cricket anyway? Well, we run we run the risk. I don't know what's worse, if he, if he stays in or if he gets knocked out and the damage that he can do to the game... Um, because of some sort of pettiness. Because it won't be about hockey, hockey, hockey anymore, regardless of whether and, he's a bloody and, life member of Hockey India. And do you not think if if he did that, there wouldn't be a backlash against his own pettiness? Because I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be keen on people going starting digging up stuff if he starts teeing off. Dig, mate, you can dig up whatever you want. Nothing, nothing sticks. Teflon. Right. Absolute Teflon. But let's get to some good FIH news. Good news. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and uh, as part of the Congress, uh, every couple of years, all sorts of awards are given out, Matt, for all sorts of things, and those awards have been announced by the FIH. Now, do we normally get them announced on the eve of Congress? Well, normally they get announced I it was during... At, 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 yeah, at Congress. But normally it's a couple-of-day event. So yes, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. And that's where they announce that gold town games, whatever it is. Um, four new members of the athletics committee: Srijesh Paratu yep. from yep. India, uh, Malena Rabaki from Rebecca. Poland, yep. uh, Mohammed Mia from South Africa, and Matt Swan from Australia, who's now not a player anymore. Um, and now joining the committee, it also approved the appointments of Steve Horgan from the USA as the new chair of the FIH Rules Committee succeeding David Collier from England, whose term was ending at the upcoming Congress. Yeah, I mean, he, he did a terrible job, didn't he? I mean, good, good to see him. <laughs> I'm just joking. David, I'm just joking. I know you're a big fan of the show. Is he? I'm just going to have a drink. <laughs> okay. Actually, I might have to have one of them. you got a spare one? Oh, I've got a, um, uh, a Red Bull. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm getting part of Well, your voice sounded a bit morning. better than last week. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I had to work this morning. Getting out of, in and out of refrigerated vans. Oh, I don't think it's good for you. Poor, Thank you. Poor you, um, you had to work this morning. I did. Uh, various updates were given at the... Oh, that's about the meeting. Where's... Oh, where's the awards gone? That that's a, some that's, of them. That's at the other page. The, win, the winners. Oh, there it yeah, is. The winners. Um, so the winners... Uh, at the Hockey Invites virtual conference that was held now, um, 
FIH honorary awards have been given to numerous individuals, teams and organisations. The Pablo Negre Award went to Uzbekistan Hockey Federation, acknowledging its tremendous efforts to improve playing conditions through new infrastructure and the implementation of youth development models as the country strives to become a major hockey hub of Central Asia. Another national association honoured was the Polish Hockey Association who picked up the Theo Ikema Award thanks to various hockey development projects resulting in 30 newly trained coaches and over 3,000 school children being introduced to the sport within the country. While Hockey India was announced as the winners of the Etienne Gilchich Award in recognition of its remarkable contribution to the growth Glickich. and development... Glickich. Glickich. Sorry, Etienne. Uh, yeah, that's no, no, the contribution first, that to the... the first, first FIH president. Oh, was that René Frank? Uh, well, uh, oh, anyway, sorry, go on. They got the award for their contribution to the growth and development of hockey, Hockey India. As well as the National Association's individual awards, the inspirational England and Great Britain striker, Sam Ward, who suffered a career-threatening eye injury, was revealed as the recipient of the Super Fair Play Trophy, René G. Frank. That's what it's called, the Super Fair Play Trophy, René G. Frank. It comes in recognition of his perseverance, dedication and energy, not only to his own recovery, but also raising awareness of mental health issues and volunteering his time to deliver food and medicines and supporting a young leukaemia patient, Alfie. The Gust Lauters Memorial... Lauters. 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 Gust Lauters Memorial Trophy for an individual who's made a significant mark on the development umpiring went to Croatia's Ivana Maker who is described as an outstanding umpire with a very bright, bright future of, ahead of her. Uh, uh. Anyway, Sharon Williamson of New Zealand was also honoured, being named as the winner of the HRH Sultan Aslan Shah Award for dedicating thousands of voluntary hours towards the delivery of New Zealand's brand new hockey cent- National Hockey Centre in Auckland. Good stuff. I'm going to nominate for you for that one next time because you're giving up thousands of hours at the moment. It's, anyway, um, the Sultan Aslan show has got a nice little pad down in um, in Netherlands down by, by the water. Yeah, yeah. You want to drop like, Crawley, Crawley Dalkeith, that sort of yeah, area. Okay. Oh well, yeah. I might do some lobbying for you. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's. <laughs> don't it's, worry. It's, I think it's a pewter roof or something. No, it's it, it, it's some like the roof costs like a million dollars or something just for the roof. I don't know. Additionally, four Order of Merit award winners were revealed. The awardees were Yokohama Hida, uh, the Vice President of Asian Hockey Federation and Chairman of the Development and Engagement Committee, Peter Elders, the EHF and KNHB Executive Board Member, and Chair of the EHF. These guys get invites? They get invites? No, they're getting awards. Order of Merit. Uh, Mr. Richard Coffey, Akapakavi, the FIH Technical Committee. That's right, Chairman no, of the African great. Hockey no, Federation very Officials well. Committee, a member of the FIH Officials Committee, and Dr. Robin Mitchell, founding member of the Oceania Hockey Federation, foundation member, former president of Fiji Hockey Association, acting president of ANOC. Very popular amongst the audience there. Yeah. And the Diploma of Merit Awards went to Matavan Devadas, president of the Singapore Hockey Federation, uh, Xinjiang. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm not editing that, no, I'm leaving that there. Yeah, might have to, might have to do a bit of digging there. What do right, you reckon? Right, to go. Uh, Shin Yong-hee, Vice President of both the Asian Hockey Federation and Korean Hockey Association, and Sarah Bennett, the African Hockey Federation Executive Board Member and Chair of the AFHF 
Development Committee. The final award was the His Majesty Sultan Abdullah Ahmed Shah, the current King of Malaysia, being named as the Honorary Member of FIH for his tireless effort to promote and develop hockey. His Majesty Sultan Abdullah Ahmed Shah, who is the current Royal Patron of the Asian Hockey Federation, has initiated the regeneration of hockey in Asia and vowed to uh, recreate its status as an extravaganza and symbolic sport on the Asian and global platform. Congratulations to all of those winners. Yeah, well good, done. good stuff, and yeah, good, good to find out. It just, it just whets the appetite further for tomorrow's presentation, John. I can't wait. In fact, I might even pull myself off midway through the game. I'm going to choose different words. I might even take myself off the field before Some the end of the game. Some people say you're doing it well and true. To, to, uh, to watch on my phone on the Watch Hockey app. Good stuff. Um, we, we, ma- should, we, may, we should we, run a book on what countries vote for who. Like we'd ever find out. We need an insight. No, you do, we, don't you? No, you don't find out who voted for who. Why not? Shouldn't, shouldn't we know who our national association is voting for? Well, no, we know who our national association is voting yeah, not for. Not happy about it, just quiet. <laughs> um, and others will know. That you know. board's got to go. Seriously. <laughs> well, hey, no. We'll separate the good news. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Do you hear about the the memo letter that was sent out to members of the Australian squads regarding Olympic selections and stuff? Uh, no. Might have come from the CEO. No, I don't know. You don't know about this one? No. I thought you were all over this. No, I was supposed to be driving tonight. I was supposed to be taking some hockey roo staff to the airport and then somebody else picked the job. They're off to New Zealand, obviously. They're getting there a week ahead of... Well, uh, Game times. I'm not, sorry, just quickly, last week I said, oh, there's only a week between like the games played in Trans-Tasman and the, the games here in Perth. No, there's a month in between. That was totally uh, factually incorrect. And I spoke out of turn, and I apologise uh, to you, dear listener. Um, seems the CEO has, has sent the players a letter. Right. Uh, telling them uh, there'll be no more, there'll be no more appeals. There'll be no more anything. What, because everything's going to be just fine? Oh, I don't know. Uh, just that... All the problems are yeah, solved. It's sh- fixed. Shut up. Put up and shut up. <laughs> that you have no right to... Which, which, you know, which, you which no displays... Right. Which displays... Exactly, exactly the, the same problem, Exactly the problems that have led to this. The whole palaver. Absolutely apart ridiculous. From, apart from the fact that this is an Olympic selection, so it's sort of out of your hands. In a legal sense. That's why there's this big organisation in Lausanne called the Court of Arbitration for Sport. It's why the IOC has a whole host of big paragraphs full of, of, of what you do when you're not happy with what the selections are. Why they have a process for all of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the CEO of Hockey Australia can't circumvent all of that and say it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's right. Well, rules are rules, John, and they're there to be played by. And he has to go. And frankly, so does the board. What's Tokyo? Uh, no, well, I wish actually go now. Don't get inoculated. Go now. That, you can't say that's a terrible thing to say. No, you it is actually. It is a terrible thing to say. Yeah, I that, know. I know you're joking, John. How do you know that? I don't, <laughs> no, but they, you know, this CEO has just gone from one stuff up to another stuff up, and it's going on too long. This is not. That's not the way you should behave. You, you can't. What makes you think you can tell the athletes that anyway? If you're in charge of a, 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 a national program that's involved in the Olympics, you should know what the processes are. And 
It just staggers me. The board just continually makes bad decisions. And if they vote for Batra like the, the rumour is, it's more than it's more than a rumour, um, they're just kidding themselves because it's only going to work against Australian hockey. Uh, why is it more than a rumour? You reckon? We'll just put a call in to old mate. Hey. Oh, old mate. From down the road, yeah. Might have been old mate. He said it. I didn't want to dump anybody in. Um, all right. Well, John, just um, while we're talking about old mates, uh-huh. a nice little segue into old mate from YM was uh, playing down at Lakelands the other day. We failed to meet up over previ- previous occasions, but thank you to Jeff, who was playing in goal. I think they had a win 3-2 over our boys. Mm. He'd gone by the time I got there, unfortunately. But thank you, Jeff. Left a nice little bundle in a purple carrier bag of um, some more contemporary oh. hockey circle magazines. Are you about to play a sting? Well, I will in a moment. Some more contemporary hockey circles. Just let me finish. Um, you, you know, when do ours go to? About 60, 68 or something, I think, the latest ones. Well, we've got some from the early 90s that wow. he's, uh, he's passed on. And I think you're really going to love this one, John. Oh, hang on. I think you'll love this one. Got to play the sting. You've added strings to that. Mystery. Fire. Oh, that's the bed. The strings are the bed, so I'll just leave that going. Just, that's just going to play because it's a mystery. Um, You've remixed that, I'm this, pretty sure. This is from Hockey Circle number two, 1993. Came to you at a cost, John, of three Australian dollars or four New Zealand dollars. And it's in its 60 years diamond jubilee. There's some great little excerpts in there from times gone past, most of which we've spoken about in the, uh, at some point or another. We turn to NZ News, John, page 18 from New Zealand Hockey. So Australian publication with some New Zealand input there as well. Super 6 Hockey. If the enthusiastic crowd of 1800, which watched the Phillips Lighting Super 6 Internationals at Porritt Park, Christchurch last April was an indication, this shortened version of the game could grow spectacularly. A New Zealand men's team met an Australian side in a three-match series, as reported in Hockey Circle Number 1. And while Australia won this 3-0, it was the entertainment value that grabbed the imagination. The series was played in conjunction with the finals of an inter-club competition that attracted 42 teams from Christchurch, Nelson and Blenheim. The six-a-side game is similar to the indoor game, but with several interesting variations. The pitch is 60 by 44 yards, as enclosed by boards as with indoor hockey. But unlike indoor, the ball can be struck and goals can be scored from outside the circle. Goals scored from within the circle are worth three points, as are penalty strokes. Penalty corners are worth two points. Goals scored from outside the circle are worth one point. Halves are 12 minutes each. There is no offside, and another rule prevents an attacker being in the circle without the ball for more than three seconds. If the game continues to develop, separate policing may be needed to enforce this rule. It is too much to ask umpires to watch players in the circle and the play as well. Next year, it's planned to extend the series, and the manager of the Australian team, Randall Upton, said he has sponsors who are interested in the concept. The plan is to play the series over two weekends, the first in Brisbane and second in Christchurch. Bringing in a third team is also being considered. It will probably be an Asian side. 
Canterbury Hockey Association plans to lay a new watered surface at Porritt Park at the end of the current season and next year soon. The other possibility is that a series involving the national women's teams could be added. The division went into club final proved that women have just as much flair and can provide as much excitement as the men. Equally amazing. Next year, it's hoped the club competition will be expanded to include teams from other parts of New Zealand. The constant action in the game has the potential to boost the profile of hockey. The high scoring, improvisation and flair makes the game a highly marketable concept. One can imagine the series developing into a tournament involving a number of international teams and played over a weekend similar to the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens. But Mr Upton issued a note of caution. He believes that the concept should continue to be developed by the present organisers and kept away from the clutches of the International Hockey Federation, who would perhaps be less enthusiastic about its progress and thus stifle the development. Yeah. Um, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? It's, it's, they're not inventing anything new here, folks. All of this has been rehashed and retried. And guess where we always end up again, Matt? Playing 11 aside. Yes, we do, Tom. Yes, we do. Um, it, it's just interesting the different takes that are taken at different times. But we're still messing around with these... Two goals, one goal, three goal things with current competition here. Oh, I know. And the people that are coming up with it have no idea on the history of the game, of what's been tried before, what's failed, what's worked. It's like, like you say, we're, we're reinventing the wheel. You know what people want to play? 11 aside hockey with a same basic set of standard rules that have always applied. A goal is a goal. We don't need to add points and all this other palaver. A goal's a goal. There's a reason you have short corners. And we should keep them in the game. Fine, long corners have gone. They're a bit of an anachronism anyway, but we still effectively have them. Yeah. Um, you know, bring back the bully. We've got a good game. Hits a foot. It's a free hit. Keep it simple. Makes it easy to umpire. Yeah. If you tackle from behind and you hit, hit wood or, or carbon fibre on carbon fibre, it's a free hit. Yeah. Very simple. To the ball, to the ball carrier. Yeah. Whoever's got the ball. No, it's not. To the... To the guys trying to get the ball, it's obviously a stick shield from the ball carrier, John. Uh, no. Uh, depends how you play the game, mate. That's how I play it obviously differently to you. Well, you shield the ball, that's why you get picked up for it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I leave the ball out there. I'm trying to entice you to have a have a tackle at me. Mate. Yeah, we've got a nice little mystery file there. Thank you, Jeff, for the hockey circles, and uh, we'll be bringing you got some more, more to come in. Yeah, we've got on. we've got some great great um, little articles in there. Um, it's very heavily uh, Stephen China Davis um, dominated, though. He's uh, played down at Fremantle. Written, written as, the, as the, um, the the Maradona of hockey at the time. The, there is a lovely photo of China and David Wansbury. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll put that. Up. We'll get some of these the images from there out on in, on Instagram. Yeah. Do you reckon? Um, do you reckon hockey fives might end up where? Um, Changeable composite heads on how yeah, sticks yeah. went. Well, okay, right. I'm gonna, well, I, won't, I won't post it now, but the, 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 the centre spread in this particular, and it is this, this particular. So there was some, there's some centre spread um, images. There's one um, which has got all of the details of Rochelle Hawks, um, but it's actually the picture of, oh, I can't remember. I sent it through to you. Yeah. Uh, Lisa. It wasn't uh, Rochelle Hawks. Anyway, anyway, no. And then there was a, there's a, a separate insert piece of paper that had gone in afterwards saying, apologies. Uh, was it Tracy Balbert? No. Yeah, uh, no, she was, had her own photo, didn't she? I think, no, but I think that, yeah, anyway, there's a, there was a mix up. So, 
Um, Rochelle Hawks' details and another, another player. Anyway, give them a stick with Eastern. So this is an advertorial for Eastern High Performance Sports Equipment. And it's got a picture of uh, a headbanded Stephen Davis with two sticks in his in one hand. Um, we've got VRS uh, on the back side of the stick and Eastern on the inside of the stick. Um, and next to him is David uh, Wandsborough. He's uh, got two Easterns uh, with a stick called the Wand. And we see the Wand, which is obviously his signature stick, because it does have his signature on the stick as well. Um, and then the, on the, the flat side, it's got Easton, the brand name. Some interesting gloves. and, and um, Actually, the fashion. And, is, uh, uh, <laughs> but the high, they're high shorts, very high shorts. Uh, um, yeah, not in this picture, but they're both wearing Nike Airs. Uh, oh, yes, they are. Uh, Adidas shorts, Adidas Australian shirts with the, the crest Dave's on. Dave's got his shirt tucked in. Yeah, one's tucked in, one's hanging out. And yeah, with yeah, the yeah. little string sticking out. He's got the string sticking out. Um, they are short shorts. Um, so a it reads, bit of Tom Cruise look going It is, there, a very, very much, Tommy yeah. Crew, it's cocktail, yeah. cocktail Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 I'm seeing that. And... Uh, so oh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, you know, or... Uh, Wandsborough as Tom Cruise yeah. and... Um, Davies is Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Oh, we, that biopic could be in the making. The unrivaled power and accuracy of Eastern aluminium hockey sticks has made them Stephen Davies's and David Wandsborough's weapon of choice, a fact that's unlikely to change given these new additions to the Eastern Armoury, the wand. This stick's unique aluminium carbon fibre composite construction combines the durability of aluminium with the lightning response and power of carbon fiber. What would we have done with hockey, in hockey without carbon fiber? Play it's been hot, sticks. it's been hot topic for a good 40 years now. It ensures maximum power is transmitted to the ball, but only when you want it to be. Because the carbon fiber construction also gives the wand an uncanny degree of feel. Added durability is also assured thanks to the replaceable head, a feature it shares with the new VRS sticks. VRS. This aluminium hockey stick features a unique vibration reduction system, or VRS. This is housed inside the tubular shaft. What VRS means out on the field is maximum power with minimum vibration. It not only feels much sweeter than wood, it's more durable as well, thanks both to the strength of the aluminium used and the replaceable head. If you want to give them stick on the field, stick with Easton. These guys do. Oh, yeah, what happened to Eastern? Well, they, are they uh, more ice hockey? I think they're still Eastern oh, they're still ice, ice hockey yeah. product. Yeah. Don't pay much attention to ice hockey. I don't mind it as a game. Back page, nice little advert for Greys with uh, oh, Mark, Mark Hagar on the ball. Uh, in a short time, this configuration of hockey head is... Oh, it's all about the head these days, isn't it? Looks um, like he's got Vic Park socks on. Yeah. It's an Australian shirt. The Australian shirt, but there's an Aussie next to him there as well. Um... This premium stick is laminated into a tightly curved head. For, this is the midi range. Mm. Tightly curved head for more ball control and is offered with four different handle constructions for all tastes and needs. In a short time, this configuration of hockey head has become number one for international players throughout the world, including Australia's Loretta Dorman, Mark Hagar, Michelle Hagar, Lisa Powell and Alison Peake. The last Olympic survey showed the Karachi King midi to be the most popular stick. It was used by over 50% of players. Men and women. Oh, oh there good. we go. We don't have to go anymore. That was just. Oh, put that down. Okay. All right. 
were listening to Matt's Mystery Fire. It was nice, to have, nice the... to have a return of Matt's Mystery Fire. Been yeah. a few weeks. Been a, a, a oh, couple of weeks. Yeah. We are the Global Hockey Podcast. We are. Just about to wind up. What else you got? Uh, fixtures. Who's doing our bloody oh, fixtures? Don't. Just don't. I just um because I'm because you know I, what? Well, it's... I have to do rosters off, off the yes. fixtures and don't start on it. No, we had this conversation before the start of the show. We, we've had we've had all these big names in hockey this week talking about Volunteer Week, right? Big smiley face. It's Hockey Week, and it's all oh, it's national National Volunteer Week national. here in Australia. Yeah. yeah. So that's been coming from the national. You know, CEO's been up there. They've had some players, coaches with. Happy hand, happy face on the hand, sort of thing going on. Yeah, that that's really good. You got to take a look at what some national, some state associations do, are doing to help volunteers. You cannot do fixtures for the season on a rolling five week basis because it does not allow clubs to plan with certainty so that these things can happen. So we can arrange our volunteers. And it's I, just I, a nightmare. I, I can't. I can't get involved in the conversation, John. You know my feelings because I'm very much deeply well, involved. Well, I had at the to moment. sit here for nearly two hours before we started recording, <laughs> mm. listening to your feelings mm. about what's going on about these things yeah. at the moment, and it's immensely difficult for pl- clubs to do any sort of planning when there is no certainty in something as simple and basic as fixtures. And don't tell me it's that hard. I don't. I cannot believe it is that hard. It's not. We know it's not. Um, it it's just seems to be a schmozzle. And it's been like this for two or three or four or five years. It, it, in this I'm not, this, is, this is a very local problem for us. It is, but, but, I, but, I'm but, sure but it must, affects it must other be replicated places. elsewhere as well. Yeah. We, uh, look, you're never going to please everybody every time you draw up fixtures. But it used to work pretty much with minimal fuss. Yeah. You might, you might find this odd team who might be in a funny situation this little thing might happen over there but this is wholesale across the board not suiting anybody yeah that's those things got to be better because we lose our volunteers otherwise yes and 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 a happy face drawn on your bloody hand is not going to stop that as much as you oh you volunteers are good well they can't volunteer if they don't know when they're going to volunteer or whatever else is going on Give us certainty. Yes, yes, I'm happy to discuss this offline with anybody that wants to hear me rant at them for 15 minutes, then listen for a couple of minutes. You're and prepared then to pay 50 bucks an hour, aren't you, to, <laughs> for people to listen to you? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, uh, i got nothing now. It's up we, to you. We've got a big announcement. Take it home. We've got a big announcement. Oh, have we? Are we going to do it? Or should we script it for next week so we know what we're talking about? All right. Okay. So here's a hot tip. Next week. Don't tell anyone, because we haven't got... <coughs> we me. haven't figured it out. We haven't got all the details sorted yet, but we're really close to... Shh. Global Hockey Podcast <laughs> Awards! <laughs> no, it's, not the, it's not Global Hockey Podcast. What is it? It's the... Hockey Podcast it's, it's, no, Awards! It's the International... International! Field... Field! Hockey... Hockey! Podcast... Podcast... Awards! Awards! It's going to happen... It's um, going to happen. Next week. Next week. We'll be announcing categories. We'll be announcing categories. For the inaugural. For the inaugural. Competition. Competition. Which will. Which will. See. See. The winners. The winners. Announced. Announced. In our 200th episode. In our 200th episode. But it won't be. 
But it won't be. Excuse me. I thought, I thought that was enough of that. But it won't be. <laughs> My voice is... We won't be winning anything. He's just gone on a coughing fit, folks. It was too much for him, the level of humour. Um, what won't we be doing? We won't be winning anything. No, we won't be winning anything. We're going so, to give so, people No, stuff. so we've, we've taken some uh, advice from some of our patrons on the way to do it. Thank you, Scott. We'll be taking on board pretty much everything that you've yeah. sent through to us. Um, so we'll look to do on our 200th show a bit of a re- retrospective award to every podcast, past and present, that has ever appeared in the field hockey world. So there'll be a few categories on that. We'll be looking to you for your nominations for that. All details to come next week. We will. And, and they'll be out on social media and then stuff too. Beyond that, we'll then look to hold an annual podcast awards. Maybe a little bit more in the classic way that some of the, the podcast awards, uh, are that you, uh, you have podcasts send you a 15 minute yeah. highlight reel from the previous year. And then that goes to a panel of judges and they, but you know, it's not something that we will ever be you won't be able to vote for us within it. It's something that we want to set up and, and um, get going to honour all of the great hockey podcasts that are out there. FIH uh, number seven's out this week. Hockey the podcast yeah, and yeah. you and out with Justin Reed, Ross. Uh, Teo's continuing with the six. Oh, Teo's like, he likes the sixth side and the half-court press podcast. Uh, Keeley and Duncan Ruzak yeah. are on the most recent one there. So... Flatten through a new new one there yeah. from there recently. It's a basis. But of course, so what we're going to look to do with this first set of awards is kind of honour some of the ones that aren't with us anymore. Great things that well, I haven't seen anything from Tom Craig and the the outside of late off the backboard, which came and went very uh, popular, uh, very popular in the short time that it was around. Some great guests on there. Uh, what else is there? The slap chat. Mm. Uh, we've got Talk Hockey Radio out there now. And we've got the old Talk Hockey Radio, radio from Peter Savage from, from way back as well. So, um, yeah, we're going to open that up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll actually work out what we're doing over the next seven yeah. days and bring that to you in show 195 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Don't forget to uh, send us um, a, a photo for the, uh, the swimsuit category. And... Um... <laughs> Oh, is that just about it then? Oh, yeah. We'll have those awards next week? Yeah. Look, we won't have the awards. It's not even even 11.30, John. And it's not like I've got to be up at 7 o'clock to take my daughter for um, an 8.30 game tomorrow morning. Good luck. I've got a game tomorrow anyway. I'm I'm uh, back on the turf tomorrow. I reckon we're going to get a win. I think we're going to get a win. 4 o'clock game. Yeah. Very confident. We're... We've got a game tomorrow. It's going to be a bit tough. Missing a lot of players. I'm going to score a goal as well. You know, when, when you think about who's going to play this week and someone goes, oh, I've got a mate that used to play hockey at high school. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's 35 years ago now, don't you? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> and you know, d- despite my uh, defeat last week, yeah, top of the votes again. Were you, manager? <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. I look forward to you receiving your own award later this year. It's a bit like our hockey wars. Top of the votes. And you know, the great thing is, the two weeks I didn't play, they didn't do any votes. (laughs) They didn't. Hey, I'm I'm thinking I might have some prizes lined up. For the uh, podcast awards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not Um, those dusty books in Morrison's, is it? (laughs) No, no, no. Um, I think I might have scored some of the um, latest range of... um, 
Colin Batch tracksuit pants. Yeah. Um, so we might be able to give some of them away. A oh, high-end fashion item. That. Um, I, I'm also led to believe there's a, a, a someone's got a collection of Danny Carey and Max Calder's game day dummies. Right. That um, he's prepared to uh, to donate to the cause. Well, I've got a half a discarded um, sausage roll that Anthony Potter. Uh, bought in the club canteen the other day, and oh, the, did, and the uh, did he get Jamie's banana skin? Yeah, yeah, he got the banana skin. Oh, yeah, brilliant! Yeah, don't worry, I'm saving that for an umpire. <laughs>